You are listening to The Winning Mind Podcast. I am Letitia D'Souza. I am a mindset coach and business strategist who has helped more than 1,200 people change their lives, their relationships, their businesses, and just win in life. There's a myriad of reasons why we're not winning in life. Most people don't really play to win. They play not to lose. And what winning really means is becoming a better version of yourself each and every day. We can do this together. Hey, beautiful people I love. I hope you guys are having a really, really good day. And I mean that from the top of my heart. Let's see. We are well into the new year. I'm wondering if y'all got out them people's way in the gym yet or y'all still going strong. Whatever it is, just keep at it. Let's see if I have any updates here. You know, not a lot is going on and a lot is going on at the same time. I got accepted into my trauma um, research program that'll start in February for the next seven months. And I got a partial scholarship to that. So I'm very thankful for that. So, you know, it's not as if I need a confirmation, but it just confirms to me that I'm definitely moving in the right direction. And speaking of trauma, one of the things that I want to say about this, just so I'm clear just because you hear me talking about pain and childhood and the origins of our pain and unhealed trauma and all of those things, I don't believe that endlessly analyzing and overanalyzing where we come from is necessarily the answer, right? But you got to understand that more and more people listen to the podcast and this information is not necessarily just something that people know or things that we were taught. But my point in saying this is the goal is not to become so obsessed with our pain and make a monument to our pain and how we got there and what our mom and them did and daddy and them and all of that and just have this story that has now become a monument to the pain. The goal is to enlighten you, to empower you, to help you gain understanding as to the girl you were so you understand the woman that you are. So now that you see things and you have greater awareness, you can shift it and move on. Also, the goal is to help you practically do the work because we hear so much about what you need to do. And most people can't tell you how. You know why? Because most people don't know how because they haven't done it, right? Most people, a lot of people, I should say, it's really easy to look good on social media and just regurgitate the things that you hear over and over and draw an audience to yourself to do that. But it's not actually work that you've actually done. So you're not speaking from a place of truth. You're speaking from a place of, you know, just knowledge, just accumulated knowledge. And I, t- I can tell you that it doesn't hit the same when it goes, when it, when it gets down to it. So yeah, the goal is to empower you, to enlighten you, to help you see and have an awareness. And so then you can choose to show up differently and to give you a step here and a step there so that if you continually take these steps, you look up. And your the the entire trajectory of your life has changed. That's my goal with this work. So let's see. What do I want to talk about today? First of all, let me bookmark that for a second. Y'all want to know something that annoys me. And so if you're doing this and you're in business, just consider it. It's a bit annoying to me that 
all of these people that maybe I have done business with at some point in the past, now at the top of the year, they've crawled out of the woodworks and they're sending out all of these emails with their deals and with this and become a billionaire in 2023 and grab this to help you do this in 2023. Listen, I don't know where you've been for the rest of 2022, but get out of my inbox, ma'am. Get out of my inbox, sir. We're, we're not doing this. You won't capitalize or manipulate the tendency. I don't have this. The people have to, okay, 2023 is all about this and it's all about that. And so people capitalize on that. So if you're doing that, can, can we just really attempt to build authentic and genuine relationships with people? because we give a damn about people all year round, not just at the top of the year when it seems like it's going to be the most beneficial. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't pay attention to human behavior and trends and things of that nature, but at some point, can we we actually show up and be people who care about people for real? And business is not just about making a dollar or reaching out to people because you have these 2023 goals that you need to meet, but you're reaching out to people because you really give a shit, I promise you that will go so much further. Because what happens is when you're only thinking through the lenses of capitalism and making money, you constantly have to start over and build new relationships, right? But when you build relational equity and you're showing up on a regular and consistent basis, one referral can lead you to another relationship that changes the entirety of your life or business. So let's be in this for reasons other than padding our pockets, okay? That's my PSA for today. Now, let's let you know what I find to be um I'm I'm, I'm getting into where I'm going now. What I find to be something that is so ironic is I have people who come to me and ask me for advice and I would just be like, "You I'm not the person who should be giving you this advice. Like I have so many people that ask me for marriage advice and for love advice. And I feel like people ask me for advice in the areas that have been the most challenging for me. And I was like, God, you know, like even some content I was hesitant to put out because I'm like, I'm not a married woman. So why would I speak about this? And God is like, "Uh -uh, you're, you're, you're just like all over the place and no place at the same time. Because here's the thing. Because I don't feel like I'm necessarily the person or the most qualified, you know what I do? I go and I pray for wisdom. I pray for discernment. I pray for perspective. I'm not leaning to my own understanding to give you something that's just off the top of my mind. I really do have to seek it out and search it out and allow God to speak through me because I just don't want to tell people things that's just based on my opinion or based on what's trending. So that being said, a lot of people have been asking me to do life coaching. A lot of people have been asking me to do relationship coaching or asking me questions around that area. And I was like, "Uh, don't want to do that. Actually, um, think it's my zone of genius when I really would rather stay in my zone of excellence, which is things around business and um, mindset. Okay, if you don't know what I'm talking about, get the big leap and you can understand those four zones. That being said, last week, I was, I don't know what I was doing. And then I just heard like, why did I get married? And so I'm just like, why did I get married? Uh, Yeah, that's a Tyler Perry movie. Like, what, what, what am I supposed to do with that? And it came to my mind as just like to talk about that as a podcast topic. So we can say, 
why did I get married? We can say, why am I not married? You, any, any way you want to put it, you know, just my, my thought processes and my understanding around relationships is just really growing and expanding. And so, of course, I want to share that with you. So first and foremost, understand when you don't understand the purpose of a thing, you are almost always going to mess it up. You can mess it up when you do understand the purpose, right? Just in your humanity. But when you don't understand the purpose of a thing, you are not informed with the information that you need to carry out the purpose. And so you are going to more than likely mess it up. So is there any reason why our relationships, our marriages are messed up? Because a lot of times we don't understand the purpose for them. So I'm going to ask you this question. If you're in a relationship, why are you in it? If it's marriage, why did you get married? Why why are you in that relationship? What is the purpose of your relationship? And so let's start there. There's actually a scripture in the Bible that says, many are the plans in a man's heart, but it's God's purposes that will stand. So we have all of these plans in our hearts about what this relationship is, what it'll do for me, and all of these me, me, me things. And a lot of times we haven't really given thought to, does this relationship hold godly purpose? I'm not talking about religious purpose, just so we're clear. Does this relationship hold purpose? And if so, what is the purpose of the relationship? If we can spend some time and get clear on that before we allow our overwhelming emotions and chemistry and chemicals and all of those things to lead us down a path of nowhere fast, do you realize how much heartache we would avoid? Do you realize that in that regard, a lot of our pain is self-chosen? What is the purpose of the relationship that you're in, right? What is the purpose of your marriage? So here's what happens. If you're not, this can be business, this this can be anything, right? But if you're the person that you're in relationship with, whether or not you are married, right? If you cannot see that person as a partner in purpose, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like what 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 is the core? What is the basis of that relationship? Right? What what is what is the basis of it? So let's just start there because you know I'm a huge believer that things don't go wrong, they start wrong. So what are we now? That doesn't mean that just because you started wrong that things can't change, right? But what is the purpose of your relationship? I just really want you to think about that. Because let's just think we enter relationships based on our conditioning and most of our conditioning has led us to be incredibly self-focused self-absorbed and self-centered so we don't approach our relationships by what we can give we approach our relationships by what we can get right and usually what we are looking to get is something that will make us feel better than we currently feel. A lot of times we feel like being in relationship with this person is going to give me the missing piece, the part that I feel like I don't have. Does that make sense? And so we're not approaching these relationships as, how can I add value to this person? 
How can me being in relationship with this person contribute to something that is so much bigger than ourselves? How can this impact our families or the world around us or the business world or whatever the dynamic of the relationship is? A lot of times our hearts are leading us instead of us leading our hearts. And we end up in these dead ends, not knowing how we got there. Then we get to things like, why do I keep attracting the same kind of people? The question should be, why am I attracted to the same kind of people? Why am I choosing the same kind of people, right? But anyway, back to purpose. So we need to know why we're in relationship with people. Do you know that there have been people that I have dated and when I really prayed about it, hmm, I could have skipped those three because there was they, they weren't there for me to date. And so I literally told my guy God this. I said, listen, if there's a purpose for me to encourage a man and then he can go on his path, you know, it would be helpful if they weren't so easy on my eye. Because listen, so I fail those, those things with flying colors, right? But what is the purpose of your relationship? What can you contribute to this relationship? Because we oftentimes look at our relationships as the place where we're going to be happy. But if the truth be told, your relationships will make you whole before they make you happy. Because here's what happens. You are signing up to be in relationship with another person who is always changing, growing, and evolving as you are. And so women... We tend to romanticize and idealize partners, and we really get upset when we're hit with the reality that the partner that we have is not the one that we've been that we've had in our head for two years, or when that person has a staunch refusal to become this idealized or romanticized version of who we've envisioned. And so a lot of times, as much as we think that we got it together, we are oftentimes loving a version of someone that does not exist as opposed to loving who this person was and accepting who this person was from the very, very beginning. Now, I don't do right or wrong, right? I, I, I don't do right or wrong. So I'm not on the lady's side. I'm not on a man's side. I'm on the side of what is going to help us heal? What is going to help change these divisive and destructive narratives that we have where women are looking at men as if they are the scum of the earth and men are looking at women when the truth is that we need one another? Let me tell you this. You may disagree. You may be a successful, entrepreneurial, professional woman who you're fit and fine and you got the bag and you have all of those things. But if you are failing in the area of your relationships, hear me and hear me well. It's one thing if you are completely content without a relationship and you're content and fulfilled with the things that are in your life outside of a relationship and you can be the, just that. I am not in any way saying that a relationship defines you. However, if you desire to be in a healthy, romantic partnership or marriage, you just being smart, you just getting the bag, you just being beautiful is not going to be enough. You have to understand how to relate to a man as a woman and not as a man. When society has conditioned us to hustle, to grind, to go hard, to get the bag, to live out our dreams, all of those things are great. 
But what happens is it puts us in many instances in the same mind frame and in the same mindset and on the same energetic frequency as a man. So he's in his household dealing man to man. There is no polarity in that and there is no attraction in that. So you being beautiful, being all of the things that you are, can also become someone who is incredibly unattractive to your partner or to your husband because he doesn't have softness. He he doesn't have gentleness. He doesn't have a soft space to land. He doesn't have support. He doesn't have respect. Now, I know what's going to happen. When this hits the ego, it'll be like, I am so tired of people, because I've heard it, telling women what they need to do to get a man. This is not that. I am so tired of people telling women what they need to do to keep a man. This is not that. I want to help us have healthier relationships. And oftentimes as women, we take no accountability. We don't take feedback because we're so busy fault finding and finding judgment that men don't have a say. Because he doesn't do this, 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 or that, what he says to you, he has no basis to give you feedback because after all, you're the prize, right? So he has no feedback. So he can't give you feedback because you're going to be offended by it or how dare he give you feedback when he has these things he needs to work on. So you know what happens with men? A lot of times they stop talking. They, they, have, they, they make silent protests. They not only stop talking, they stop showing up. They check out emotionally. They bury themselves in their work and they just show up um, just because it's what they've signed up to do. But it's not because they are invested in the relationship. Now, am I saying that men are exempt from leadership, that men are exempt from responsibility, that men are exempt from the things that men are designed to do? I am not saying any of that. But if you don't understand, as women, we set the tone. As women, we set the tone, the emotional tone in our homes. We set the emotional tone in our relationships. And a lot of times we don't want to do so. And so with our lack of respect, our lack of softness, our lack of gentleness, oftentimes we are setting the tone for a relationship that is combative at best, that is distant, and that is incredibly unfulfilling. Now, if you want an equal partnership, you probably shouldn't be in a relationship because rarely have I seen a 50-50 situation. Um, And so we're so busy keeping track of what somebody else is doing and what they shouldn't have done that we just won't take responsibility for what we're doing. You have a couple of options here. If you're with someone who doesn't want to grow, who doesn't want to evolve, who doesn't want to show up in your relationship, you can leave. You don't have to stay in it. But if you're in a relationship and you feel like something is salvageable and you feel like this person that you have, you want to work on the relationship, then where are you willing to make some concessions and where are you willing to make some changes that have nothing to do with what the other person is doing? Your inability or unwillingness to change has absolutely nothing to do with how I show up. Right? So you can change every single thing that you are doing in your relationship without the contingency that when I do this, you must do that. You can change just because, because you need, you know, you need to show up differently. And that's what's happening. We are waiting for, well, I'm not, I'm not doing this until he do, does this. And so we're still playing these little teenage games of tit for tat. And it, and it's ruining our relationships. But here's what happens as well. 
Something that we don't understand. I talked about purpose. Why did you choose this person? Do you do you think that you consciously chose the person that you're with? Science says differently. Science says that out of all of the billions of people that you could be attracted to in the world, subconsciously, you chose a person that will help recreate an environment to push your unhealed, the buttons of your unhealed wounds. Why? Because just like nature will always try and heal an oil spill, we are always looking to heal. So this person that you feel like, you know what, this couldn't be it. This person pushes all my buttons. Could it be that they need to push your buttons so that you are provoked to a place of seeing where you lack the ability to love unconditionally, where you lack the ability to extend grace and compassion and patience? Could it be that those buttons need to be pushed because you are being invited to a higher version of yourself? But we keep missing the damn lessons. And you know that what's what we don't learn, we tend to repeat. So when people say history repeats itself, it only repeats itself to the extent that we didn't learn and we take and take the exit sign out of a cycle. I am telling y'all, God has been telling me these things for years and I would be like, it makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to me. God would tell me things like, until you love like I love, and hold nothing back, you will never feel fulfilled. Or I will get upset about something and God said, instead of lashing out, instead of saying this, talk to me, pour out your complaint to me, which is also scriptural, right? And then I'm saying, but if I don't say anything to him, then it feels as if I'm condoning what he's doing. Okay, let's talk about this. When in the history of anywhere has somebody been inspired to make a change because they were guilted or because they were shamed? Think about this. When you remind people of who they are not as opposed to who they are, do you think they are inspired to become this better version of themselves when you're constantly nagging, bitching, and complaining about who they aren't and what they don't do? Oh, I'm all of a sudden inspired. Because here's the thing. If they change because of you, then more than likely is going to be a temporary change and it's going to be something transactional because they know they need to do this so that they can derive a certain benefit as opposed to being supported and inspired to become the best versions of themselves. I'm telling you, I'm learning so much about this. Grace and patience is not something that I naturally choose. It's something that I consciously choose. God, I am so angry. But even as Marianne Williamson said in in a return to love, but I'm willing not to be. This is not about bottling up and suppressing your emotions. It's about being as real as real can get, but then you're asking for help. I don't know what your belief system is, but God, in and of myself, I can't do this. I said, God, loving like you is hard. He said, no, loving like you is hard. You are operating from this frequency of fear. Fear that if you say this, this person will go away. Fear that if you do this, I need you to operate from my frequency of love. And that love, when you operate and allow that love to flow through you, then we can remove the fear. It casts the fear out. So this is something that I practice. Now, I have perfected, but it's something that I'm learning to practice. And it's changing the dynamics of 
my relationships. I'm not talking about just romantically, but choosing grace, choosing patience, choosing to see people through the lenses of love and not through the lenses of what's wrong. And the only way you can see people that way is if you can start to see yourself through the lenses of love, right? I promise you. And so as much as we have this thing about maybe you shouldn't be in relationship, you know, self-love is the best love. Okay, what, what does that look like practically? What is the prescription for loving yourself enough to the extent now that you, you, you have enough love so now that you're ready to be in a relationship with someone else? Let me tell you, self-love is great. A lot of times we learn self-love because someone loved us and someone modeled love before us. How are you learning to love yourself when that wasn't modeled before you? To help me understand how you learn to love yourself. You may learn how to do loving things to and for yourself. But how do you get the core of love and loving yourself when that was not given to you? We were wounded in relationship. And so oftentimes it takes relationships to heal us. But before they heal us, a lot of times we are going to go through the volatility of reawakening and opening those wounds and those things that have been suppressed because those are the things that need to be addressed. And then we are invited to a different way of handling those things. And so whether or not another person grows, responds, or does any of the things that we think they need to do, it does not exempt us from doing it or say that we cannot. You can grow whether your partner grows or not. What happens when you grow? You often outgrow and you have a choice to make of whether or not you remain in that relationship or not. But don't allow, as my coach told me, a codependent excuse for non-growth to exist because you are blaming this person for your inability to grow and your inability to show up different. Let me talk to all you matching energy people, right? I'm, I, I match energy. Why would you match energy? Why would you allow somebody to control you to the extent that you're going to do what they do? How about existing on your own energy frequency that you have chosen to exist on irrespective of what this person does or does not? Therein lies the problem. Until we get to the place where we stop allowing people to disrupt our energy and disrupt our peace. We're always going to be reactive, right? As opposed to setting the tone. Does this happen overnight? No, I've been working on this for years. <laughs> but I am seeing progress because I keep saying, God, help me. Help me love when I would much rather withdraw. Help me to remain open when I feel vulnerable and I would much rather shut down. Help me to speak what feels true for me when I feel a fear of conflict arising in me or when I feel like when I say this truth, this person is going to go away, right? Because those abandonment things come up. Help me to navigate all of this. Help me to be more vulnerable because without allowing the walls to come down, we keep the very things that we're praying for walled out. We keep them shut out, right? Why did you get married? Why are you not married? Why are you in relationship? Why are you not in relationship? If we reflect and think about ourselves and we think about our own lessons, we make so much more progress, but instead, we feel like we have the manual on what 
his lesson should be, on what their lesson should be. Because after all, we're the one in the superior position because of our own imputed self-righteousness. And that's exactly what it is. Because if we did an interview, myself included, of the people that were in relationship with you, I'm sure they can list out a laundry list of things that you could work on, right? And so humility says, listen, I know that I'm a piece of work. I know that I have a a lot that I bring in this container, whether it's business, romantic, or whatever else it is. And I know that I need grace. And so because I know that I need grace, Lord knows that I need to extend grace. Come on now. After all, people are our teachers. People are our reflections. Could it be that you need to keep repeating these cycles until you're ready to say enough and you're ready to graduate? Could could it be that these people that are in your life, this man, this woman, push your buttons until you say, okay, I'm ready to do something different? But we have to elevate the way that we are thinking and thinking about relationships. If we just keep what society is telling us, match energy, walk away from that which no longer serves you, just because it provokes you or agitates you does not mean that it doesn't serve you. It could be serving as an agent to your healing. So go deeper than what you're currently seeing across social media and in this cancel culture and in all of this other stuff that constantly has us as the victim, but also constantly has us in positions where other people need to change for us to be better. We can choose to be better just because we desire to be. I love each and every one of you. Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day. Share the podcast, ponder some of these things. Remember, you can change one thing in your life today and it will set your life on a completely different path. So it's not always about major changes, minor changes um, make a major difference. I love y'all.